all my years of conquest. Violence, slaughter. It was never personal. But I'll tell you now, what I'm about to do to your stubborn, annoying little planet. I'm gonna enjoy it very, very much. Listeners, assemble! We just watched Avengers Endgame. No, wait, I'm doing, I'm stupid. We gotta start with, hey, welcome to Cinematic Sagas. We are in our Saga of the Stone series. He has no idea what's going on. Otherwise known as Simi Online, but he still has no idea what's going on. Hi, I'm Beth, and this is, uh, yeah, Cinematic Sagas, Saga of the Stones. We just watched uh, Avengers Infinity War, and... Uh, no, no, we didn't. What did we watch? We just watched Avengers Oh, we Avengers watched Endgame. Endgame. It's over. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> no, we're going back one. I'm not done. I like these. It'd be easy to remember if we recorded mo- more than once every month. Well... <laughs> Stuff happens. We watched a movie with a bunch of people in it. Yes, three hours long. Lord but have it was, mercy. Did it feel like three hours to you? Uh, no, not really. Actually, it didn't. Yeah, that's... It didn't. It went by really fast. I was engaged in the movie. I didn't think, oh my gosh. Although I did think a couple of times when uh, you moved your mouse and I could see uh, the time bar, I thought, holy cow. There's still that much left, but not because I, I was bored or anything, but like we've seen a lot of movie already. <laughs> I know. We got to like the final showdown and there was an hour of movie left. I uh, well, and then they won and there was 20 minutes left. Yeah. I thought, how can that be? I was confused. You know what? I loved this movie. I really did. I, um... You know, there were only a few things that I went, huh, at. Um, (laughs) And I really, well, of course, there are parts I didn't like because, you know, I want a full happy ending. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I want everybody to be alive and happy and all good. And, you know, um, I really enjoyed and watched every minute of this movie. Oh, yeah. I, I've i watched it four times, and never once have I gotten partway through and been like, oh, my God, I can't believe there's still so much left. Every time, it just pulls me in because it's such a well-put-together story that wraps up and includes so much from all the movies before. Like, it literally ties everything from our core team up and then has a lot of good stuff for all the other quote-unquote side characters who are obviously now going to be main stage going forward. It's just, it's such a well-done movie. I took six full pages of my little notebook notes. That's more than I've ever done on any of these movies. You had time to take notes? What the heck? I've watched it four times. I know what's going on. I can look look away. Four times. Think about how many hours of your life that is. Twelve. Well, I didn't mean do the math or anything. (laughs) It's like half a day. That's a whole half of a full day that you spent watching one movie. I spent one work shift watching this movie. <laughs> and you probably paid attention to it more than you did work. Oh man, easily. <laughs> God, God. I paid more attention to it when I had to go to the bathroom on one of my watch throughs and I just didn't pause it cuz I'm like, well, I know what's going on. This is no big deal. And I just left it playing, listened to it. I paid more attention then than I do at work because well, you probably, you know, this is going out in public and some people know you, so I would not keep talking about that really <laughs> if i were you i think it's probably i have not named my company not I'm in okay. your best interest <laughs> to keep talking I do, there is something i have to have to address it's from the very beginning of the movie mayo on a hot dog what was up with that <laughs> i that is wrong who offers a hot dog with either mayo or mustard how are those your only two options <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I think there's something going on in his family. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think. Maybe they deserve to be dusted. Right. I, I hate to be mean. Maybe no. that's why they got dusted. Well, 
I, 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 well, the girl got dusted too, and she ordered mustard, and that one kid got dusted, and he ordered ketchup, so. Yeah, the sensible one. Those were, I mean, you think mustard's wrong too? I mean, mustard at least no. makes sense, but. Mustard the, by itself, though. Who the heck I, orders mayonnaise, though? I never I, I had mayonnaise know. on a hot dog. Maybe I should try it. Maybe it's delicious. <laughs> I don't know. But that's very odd. I don't, I don't. I just can't get past that idea. <laughs> and that's where the movie starts. That's very odd. I hope they had it in a squeeze bottle and they didn't have to put it on with a knife because that just seems even wronger. <laughs> wronger. I like that word today. Wronger. Yeah, yeah. That seems even wronger. Knife. Well, like mayo on a hot dog, it's wronger. Yeah, yeah. That's very odd. <laughs> and now you, the audience, have experienced how awkward it is to hear mayo on a hot dog. <laughs> there you go. Mayo on a hot dog. You know what mayo is? Oil and egg yolks. So I I know I can talk just forever about this movie. I mean, just from the just from the notes I took. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rely on you to actually pick on stuff so that way we can stay semi focused here. Well So talk, pick out something you wanna talk about. Well no, I wanna hear what you wanna talk about and then I'll tell you you're wrong, because that's more fun for me. <laughs> okay, fine. Then we'll start with my favorite character in this whole movie. Oh. Can you guess who it is? It's Nebula. Ah, hell yeah, it's Nebula. Because this Which Nebula? This is a perfect Which Nebula, Nebula movie. would you like? Because we have more than one Nebula in this movie, but it's the same person only at different times of her life. So which Nebula would you like to go with? Uh, obviously I want present day Nebula. And when she confronts her other self, like let's go ahead to jump to that point, because Gamora enters with a weapon drawn. Nebula, our Nebula, enters with her hands up. Like if that doesn't tell you almost everything you need to know about how far Nebula has come, like, she's willing, she knows herself at that moment. She probably knows there's no way her past self is going to go along with anything. But she wants to give herself that chance because she's seen yes. what happens. And then she shoots herself. Oh, yeah. And then the moment Gamora's in trouble, boom, There's it doesn't matter anymore. She's She's not happy to do it, but she does it ruthlessly because she's still... Freaking Nebula, she's just become humanized. Yes, she certainly oh. has. And that first scene with her and Iron Man, isn't that, that's a heartbreaking scene, isn't it? Because she's... Yes. She just lost, basically just just had to deal with losing Gamora, realized they that Thanos had won, and now she probably is going to die in space with this random dude. And Iron Man is being nice to her. They're playing a game. And he basically teaches her to chill and play the game and then congratulates her when she wins, which we know is something yes. she never did. True. And she... That was a really <sighs> human scene. Oh, it's such a it's such a good scene. Like, she's so used to suffering. She says, no, no, you take the food. Here, you sleep. I'll put you in a more comfortable position. Like, it's it's such a good... And it's it opens... It's one of the opening things. Yes. It's oh so good. Oh my gosh, that whole thing was was heart-wrenching, though, because it looks like they're going to die in space, mm -hmm. alone, or well, alone together, but, but uh, you know, just never never seeing civilization again, if you will. Yeah, there's, there's no reason for them to expect to survive. And uh, yeah, it looked like Tony was almost done for. Well, and you, you, you see the parallel between that scene and when he actually dies, right? Yeah, I don't like that part. Oh. Well, yeah, but, but like, they show oh, us my goodness. him recording a message yes. and then yes. ready to go off. And then we see him fall, his, him actually die. And then they reveal, oh, yeah, he recorded a message. Like, oh, yeah, well, that makes perfect sense. They just showed oh, us yeah. that that's what he does. Absolutely. They, they do such a good job of setup payoff in this movie. And it's just you're incredible. You're way too excited. Oh, I am. You need to bring it down a notch. You're, you're, I don't I've know. I've brought it down much, several notches how much already. How Mountain Dew did you drink while we watched this movie? I mean, you're a I was drinking water. hyped up. I don't know if I can handle this. That's this movie hypes me up, okay? It really just, really gets me going. Okay, for those of you that are listening that have made it this far, pray for Chris to make it to the end of this podcast. Yeah, I think I think my well, heart's gonna explode before the end. Yeah, might he might there might be an explosion, but we are in separate locations, so <laughs> if something happens to him, I didn't do it. 
<laughs> oh, 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 really? You didn't do it? I didn't do it. Uh-huh. We are actually more than 100 miles apart at this point. Okay, I gotta tell you, no, I wanna, I wanna talk about the thing that just, the thing that bugged me from the beginning of this mm-hmm. movie. You wanted Definitely. to talk about something, uh, some random crap, here's mine. This is, yep. this is my, this is the one, my top item of, why couldn't you have done it right moments in this movie? Hey, okay. Clyde wasn't in this movie. Yeah, he was. I missed Clyde. Make love, not war, you hippies. Driving in the car. Uh, past the military base. Okay, yeah, totally missed him. How odd. I was trying to figure out what was going on, I guess. But anyway. You laughed and exclaimed something when he popped up, so I th- figured you'd seen him. No, I was laughing at the car. Oh. Um, oh. But the thing that got me my most, I'm like, really, you got everything else right, but that, when Tony pulled the IV out of his arm after oh, they yeah. got back. Uh, and he was, they were trying to make him all better because he'd been, you know, floating around space for however long and almost out of oxygen and whatever. And, uh, three weeks. It had been three weeks because we're talking about 21 days. So, uh, now you don't have to be a rocket scientist, although I think some of them were, to know that an IV line, IV intravenous means it was in a freaking vein. When you just yank one of those out of your arm, you have now left the vein open to the world, and there is blood involved. Well, it doesn't help that he also pulled it up instead of out. Oh, yeah. Like, that would definitely create a bigger hole. Well, and there's blood involved. I don't care when they draw your blood at at, uh, the lab for regular blood tests. I mean, they pull the needle up with the cotton ball above it and hold the pressure on there to stop the bleeding because there's blood involved. And the fact that there was no blood even dripping down his arm, I mean, come on. We could have done that better. I mean, it may not have suited their purpose, but it's one thing that I picked out on my first time viewing that I went, why didn't they just do that right? It would have been a few seconds to add in some fake blood right there and just a quick spot of red is all you need to show oh yeah and then it makes sense why he passes out a little easier like obviously he's gone through a lot so it doesn't strain credulity but that little extra bit could easily be what pushes him over the edge and wouldn't have been me going i'm so disappointed in you over blood me yeah that's me i'm i'm judging the entire movie based on that half a second of uh, of non-believability to me because i mean uh, you you can't you can't that's how it works it's such an obvious thing that it makes no sense that they wouldn't do something about it and you know you messed up when beth is catching your errors movie yeah because mostly (laughs) i don't care if i like the movie I'll, I, right. I mean, Chris tells me something's wrong with it, and I tell him he's dumb for even worrying about it. And here I am talking yeah. about a spot of blood that didn't happen. I mean, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, other than that, that is my, the only, only real moment that I went. <sighs> I mean, besides <laughs> having a, you know, we had a some fights in the dark where I wasn't sure who was who, but you know, I've come to expect that and wasn't really even annoyed. It didn't last long when we first, um, see Hawkeye in this movie. Well, fighting it. I didn't know what was going on until, but nobody would have necessarily. Yeah. If you don't know what to expect, then yeah, there's no reason to understand who, what's going on there. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure why we were in Tokyo even, but um, other than you know, there were no obvious things to me that I that just jump out like in the other uh, like in other movies that I thought really that was the only little thing I picked out. So you didn't have a problem with Thanos using the time travel device, even though he only had that small thing of pin particles. Like he moved his whole ship. Using that little bit. And you were okay with that? 
I don't know much about pin particles. Like I paid attention during Ant Man or anything. I don't know what it takes. But okay. but no, I didn't. Nebula, bad Nebula, was there doing stuff to the thing, so he got there. You know. Okay. Stuff happened. I was I was I was actually expecting you to be like he didn't have enough to do all that. That's ridiculous. And yeah. I'm gonna have to explain. But know. you you're right on board. I I like that you were just right on board. Cool. I don't understand how pin particles work, but <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, you know, what's his face said? This is all we got, and he had one canister, and they moved all bunch of them, and then they went and stole some more. I mean, there's eh, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's the that's the plot hole. A lot of people point out right off the bat is that they never thought of the fact they could go into the past and get more pin particles until they were desperate, and that. Yeah, that to me that is a big plot hole, but it's also kind of like a, a victim of their desperation and, and urgency. Well, I kind of get you know they're only thinking of they're focused on the problem at hand, right? With the with what they have, not really thinking about because they're just focused on go 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 go. This is what we've got to do. That I, that didn't bother me. But then when, of course, when they're at the point where it's either do or die, do or basically, die. they do figure it out. Yep. But eh, I wasn't bothered by that at all. I wasn't bothered by much in this movie, which is pretty odd because usually I'm like, well, why? Uh, yeah, I'm usually the negative one. And yep. I wasn't uh, wasn't bothered by much of anything. What did you think of their version of time travel? Well, come on. It, they didn't have a DeLorean, so it was wrong. <laughs> I'm teasing. But I got to tell you, I did enjoy the little banter with banner. The banter with banner <laughs> about um, all the movies. Hot Tub Time yeah. Machine. And, 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 I mean, it made me chuckle. Because that's where else are you going to get your information? Except movies, because... Pfft, it hasn't been real until now. Right. So, <laughs> therefore, hey. And then uh, Scott, not Scott, Ant-Man. Yeah, Scott. Scott. Scott's right. Well, what's yep. Banner's first name? Bruce. Bruce. Why was I a Scott? I don't know. I don't know what I was doing there. But anyway, when Scott uh, was like, uh, what? Back to the Future isn't real? <laughs> so, Back to the Future is all bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta say that was rather entertaining. Yeah, they you had you had Scott and Thor as kind of their whipping boys through the movie and wow, I thought it worked Thor. pretty well. Hmm. Let himself go. <laughs> I mean, Thor is another great character arc into this movie. Like Nebula has been nothing but rising and Thor has been just had the pressure stacked up against him over and over. Like his he he's his mom died, then his dad died, then Loki died, his whole world died. Loki died like, again, and then well, yeah. Let's I mean, see. we could do Loki, um, Loki died, died over died and over again. <laughs> Loki might have died again. I'm not sure. It all culminated in him failing to stop Thanos, and Thanos was exactly right. He had the opportunity if he had gone for the head. Yeah. In that moment, Thanos wouldn't have won. So he is directly responsible for the failure and the death of half of all life in the universe. And he d he gets utterly depressed because of it. And yeah. I love that they don't shy away from that. Like, yeah, people are making fun of him because there's a light-hearted tone. And that's what some people do, like, to in, in response. They don't necessarily understand that someone's going through that, or they do, and they're trying to lighten the mood. Like, Thor, as silly as he came off sometimes was a very real representation of depression. And I, Absolutely. I was like, I get that totally right there. Oh my goodness. But holy cow. And, and oh. him seeing his mom, I have to tell you, oh. that was amazing. That was heartbreaking. Though. It was amazing. He needed that it. That was great. Yeah. And, and him, you know, going for the hammer and being just so ecstatic that he's still worthy. Cause yeah, when you're depressed, you start thinking like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, you're not, worth anything and so the hammer which is completely impartial says hey man you're good let's do you're this still good enough let's go 
wasn't and a, hey Captain America with the hammer that was so cool. <laughs> oh man. And when I watched I it on opening it. night with my brothers, we all cheered because the moment we zoomed in on that hammer, I said, Captain America's gonna get it. He's gonna get it. He's I was like tapping my little brothers. <laughs> oh because uh, I've been waiting for that ever since He made it Avengers with Avengers 2. Yep. And and we can finally talk about I mean, I think I, I I think I might have addressed it even in Civil War that part of the reason he might have been unworthy to pick up the hammer was because he was hiding that secret from Tony Stark. Yes. And so now it makes sense that in oh, this moment, and that Tony talked to his dad. Oh, oh my gosh! Yep. You know it's gonna be super hard. I don't think I can super normal this movie because there were so many, <laughs> so many moments that i mean just so many yeah it's this movie it's jam-packed more than any of the others it is it is up and down which and they do something that is so hard in movies which is they have a, a lot of comedy but they also have those moments that just go right to the heart mm-hmm. and they never feel like they're stepping on each other no it feels natural it does. It really does. They really did a good job. Perfect example is when they finally have all the stones and Thor, barely in control of himself, is like, let me do it. I got to do it. I wrote down what he said. He said, I want to let me. Oh, where'd you go? Hold on. Nope. One more page back. Just let me do something good. Something right. And he's barely intelligible. He's just. Yeah, he's he's all emotion. Whew. And they're all stopping him. And he's like, what do you think is in my veins? And in that moment, like, Rhodey, who's very, un- yeah, Rhodey, who's probably uncomfortable with how emotional things have gotten and just kind of wants to move along, just kind of like, cheese whiz, and just brushes it off. But there are groups where you have a friend that does that kind of thing. Absolutely. I'm that friend, usually. I make jokes at inappropriate times because that's how I deal with that kind of stuff. And so it's just so visceral and real. Absolutely. Oh, man, this one really, this was a really good movie on, on a lot of levels. I, I probably couldn't pick out a superhero moment in this movie either, because (laughs) there are so many, and to give it to one, short changes somebody (laughs) else, kind of, but there was just so much real, you could feel it, and you feel like you knew these people, um, when Tony hugged Peter. Yeah. That that was incredible. And for Peter And that's too, a callback. Yeah. Oh. To the first uh Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. for, uh Homecoming, when he's like I'm I'm just getting the door. Yeah, come on. Off of me. Here you go. And so then all of a sudden we've got Tony going for the hug. Yeah. Oh. And so Peter's like, "Uh, this is nice." <laughs> so, it was so good. It really was. Now, there's there I mean, we're going to have to talk about the rest of the core Avengers, but let's talk about Captain Marvel first, because that's a weird one in this movie. And, I and think. we don't really, uh, she's there, but she's not. Yeah, they they have a good reason for her not to be around. Right. So she's part of the game, but not really. And you, if you didn't watch Captain Marvel, you wouldn't know a thing about her right and that's why they put it out between infinity war and endgame because they hadn't introduced her yet but if you remember one of the one of the post-credit scenes that we watched was nick fury dropping the beeper that summoned her and she had given that to him in her movie saying only in dire dire emergencies Mm -hmm. do you use this and so like a lot of people were like wait a minute he had that all this time why didn't he use it on the first Avengers movie or the second Avengers movie or in any of these other places where it was really dangerous and bad? Like, guess it wasn't a but dire I think, emergency. I, I think he was hoping to never have to call her, which is why he helped form the Avengers. Right. And he thought they can handle it. And if not, she's not going to get here in time anyway. But this is like, this is literally end of the world, end of the universe stuff. Absolutely. So it makes sense. He calls her. She shows up and is just, I'm going to I'm going to handle it. Yeah, just get out of my way. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I it makes sense cuz she's been off doing her own thing and this whole for, time, yeah, right? Yeah, right. 
Absolutely. So her one line doesn't over. make any sense though. She does say, you know, the rest of the universe didn't have you, and it's like, hey, Guardians of the Galaxy are right there, lady. <laughs> they're also out there helping you out. Right. So it's kind of it's kind of like a little slight different than <laughs> her though. Well, yeah, she's on another level. Same time, they the rest of the universe does have some people helping out. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, they find out the stones are gone. We fast forward to she's doing her thing. She's got her haircut now. I personally, like, people love that haircut. And I know why they love it. But personally, I didn't like it. And that's just, it's not my choice, obviously. So I can just say, personally, I don't like it and leave it at that. I thought she was going to call think of the her manager. <laughs> It is funny that her and Hawkeye had similar hairstyles, though. Hawkeye's was better. I didn't <laughs> care for it either. I, I okay. I, it I, wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, I she obviously, looked a little overdone. I think that was my thing. It was a little, uh, just too much with the cut <laughs> yes. and all the different color and and I mean, I know it was you know blonde and blonde and blonde, but it, I yeah, not. <sighs> I don't know. But then, Didn't like, work for me. She she comes in at the twelfth hour or the eleventh hour at that final battle, and just literally flies through a starship. Yeah. Well. And then, well, and then. Okay, hold on. Before you continue on with that, before we continue on with that, she flies through this this starship, right? I mean, she flies yep. through it a bunch of times and breaks it. Or, you know, kills it. And then (laughs) it splashes into the water, right? Mm -hmm. How come nobody ever gets hurt? How come there's never a huge wave? How come when these things crash, nothing (laughs) bad happens because of the crash? I don't don't really understand. I will play devil's advocate here, because normally I would be saying the same thing. But I will say that she's probably done this enough times... Because we saw her oh, do it in Chris, her movie, even. I just even. hurt my head, rolling my eyes. <laughs> She's probably flown through enough starships that she knows how to do it just right to make them fall a certain way. Yeah, because I didn't see the giant splash or anything. She flew through the one wing to make it turn away from the group, and then she flew through the center to make it crash, so they purposely just moved it away up. from everyone. Just shut up now. <laughs> Whatever. But it's not the first ship that's crashed, and it seems, you know... Nobody ever gets hurt when helicopters crash either. They just hop on out. <laughs> that was in a well, stupid Hulk movie. Don't you but... know it? Don't you know that air cra- crashes from the air are just not dangerous? All right. That's why more people <laughs> die. So so she lands. They have their little moment with Peter Parker, which I think is awesome. Yes. You have something for me? Yeah. So we have this cool tableau moment where all the female heroes yeah, what are all was together. Up with that? It it's one of those things where it's just a supposed to be a confluence of circumstances where they're all there to support her. It's done also to highlight the women heroes and maybe hopefully show that they're gonna be a bigger part going forward. Which I'm all for all those things. My problem is she doesn't need help. <laughs> She just flew through a starship. She My t- other problem is they made Peter look like he was... So all the ladies form up around Captain Marvel, and it's a cool moment. Sort of. It's, it was a little it's contrived a little weird. to me. Yes, definitely a little contrived. And if if they move forward and make the ladies a continue making them a bigger and more central focus of these movies... I won't have a problem with it. If they use that moment as the, hey, everyone, check it out. The they're going to be bigger but going forward. I It just seemed so... That was a hokey moment for me. I looked yeah, at it, it and went, I'll give that why? to you. But, I mean, it wasn't, of course, like ripping the IV out of the arm thing. But <laughs> I did kind of go, hmm, it's all the girls. I, you know, okay, girl power, woohoo. What, what was that? Right. But my whole problem with it is more that we just saw Captain Marvel fly through a starship that holds other ships and that they, holds right. all those creatures. Oh, those creatures and are creepy too. Somehow 
those other people think they're going to be a help to her? No. No, no, no. And, she doesn't and, need help. And, and let's be real. One of them, I mean, none of the others can fly, except for the girl on the Pegasus, but I think she got knocked And Wasp. And uh, Pepper, who's in the rescue oh, yeah, armor, I is what it's called. I forgot. But, um... And Wanda. Okay, everybody can fly. Whatever. <laughs> I don't have a clue what I'm talking about. But, um... I was thinking of the other girl from Wakanda, the leader yeah. of the, uh... The guard. Guard, yeah. yeah. I can't think of I her mean, name. I she's tough and all, but I don't... I don't know. I It just... Like I said, that was a, a moment I went kind of, huh? Because it, <laughs> it was just so contrived. But what I will say is one of my favorite scenes, and obviously I have a lot in this movie, but one of my favorite scenes is when Thanos and Captain Marvel go toe-to-toe. Because it's sort of the opposite of the Hulk fight in that he still has superior like tactics, Yes. but she is so much more powerful than him. Like, He's able to throw her a couple times mm-hmm. and move her, but when it comes to power versus power, he has zero chance. So even with the Infinity Gauntlet, she just spreads his fingers so he can't close his fist and complete that circuit. Right. But then we also see that he still is the superior tactician because he grabs the Power Stone and channels it directly at her. Yes. Which is just genius. It's such a great moment because... It could have felt hokey for her to just hold him there and they win because right. she's powerful enough. But he's proven over and over that it doesn't matter what you throw at him. He will overcome it, which is awesome. Now and like he is dust. Ha! Yeah. And and like the when Thor gets the hammer at first, like Thor is just whooping on him. Mm-hmm. And then like it's almost like Thanos is kind of figuring out what he's doing. And then all of a sudden. It's not enough anymore because Thanos has figured out how to overcome it. So, like, we keep setting up that he is just so good at this. And he I is. love it. I don't like him. It was horrible. He's a horrible What's really person. cool, what's really cool is this movie gave us Thanos the Conqueror. Like, in the prime of conquering worlds, wiping out half the people, just doing it by hand. So we see a more ruthless and despot and just evil Thanos, but it's still the same Thanos from Infinity War. That Thanos was just what I like to call Thanos the Savior, because at that point, he's got some of the stones. He is just assured of his victory, so he can afford to take a little extra time to manipulate his daughter or to talk to the enemy, because he just is assured he's going to win in his mind. Yes, and then he talks about the ego, yeah, uh, the egotistical ones. Oh yeah, Ar- those the arrogant always leave themselves open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool to see these two different Thanos characters that are also still the same character, just one's an evolution of got, the other. Got to see a lot of double-sided people. Well, double-sided yes. people. Oh, put that in English because I'm not sure I said it in English, but whatever. <laughs> you guys know what I mean. Yeah. Just, just turn on your Beth translator. Yeah, it's okay. I might need to find one. Maybe I should coin that trademark. Let us talk about Bulk Banner Hulk, the huh. combined two. <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird. When we Wasn't first it? Saw him, and it was weird, and it was, you know, he was, uh yeah, like Yuppie Banner, like Yuppie Hulk, or something. <laughs> I, it's it was it's weird. a super interesting choice to go that direction with things. Was it? I think. Okay. Well, I'm sure people will be interested in hearing why you think it's interesting. No, I mean they're they're more interested in your take on it. Well, I'm just throwing stuff out idiot, until you so talk more. I don't like that. I don't like talk about it. I do think it was pretty funny when those kids wanted to take picture with Hulk, <laughs> and then they didn't know who Ant Man was, and oh, that was funny. Flex the locker yeah. for these kids. Let them go. It's also really weird that Ant-Man made a deal out of it when they came up to Hulk and Captain America's right there. Yeah. Ant-Man's going to make a point of it, but they didn't even ask Captain America for one. Okay, let's talk Captain about America's the very end. Captain America's a bigger end. deal, dude. I'm done. Let's talk about the very end. <laughs> oh, we're nowhere close to done. No, Come I on. meant I'm done talking about that. <laughs> I want to talk about well, the I very did... end. 
fine. We'll come back to this because we're not done talking about bulk. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, let's talk are. about the end. Let's talk about the end. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? It was pretty cool that Steve decided to get a life. <laughs> and who he got yeah. a life with. Yeah. I mean, I called that from time travel. Once time travel was a thing, I'm like, oh, here's how this is going to end. Like, I called that real early. I was very proud of myself. All right. But that actually is one of my potential physics moments, that travel, time travel back where into her office. Yeah. Because he's not in a dark office, and there is a lot of light coming through open blinds into the room he's in. Yes. And she looks directly his direction and doesn't see him somehow. Yeah, that or doesn't was a little bit odd, wasn't it? Movement in his in her office and get weirded out and try and check it out, or any of those things. That's one of my potential moments I have listed as one of my potential physics moments, because that's just silly. And they could have. You have so many movies that are in way too much darkness, and then when you need darkness, you don't use it. That's funny. Uh, they forgot about the dark. You know, when I first saw him dancing with her, it almost looked like Black Widow. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. It was uh, because I had to stop and think, well, that wouldn't make sense, though, because of the time period. But yes, but it's hmm. interesting that he went back to his own time, sort of. Well, and they he, he, he sort of had to. Because that's where they got the Tesseract from. So it makes sense that he has to st- he has to go there. He just plans it to go last and then stays. Yeah. But now, here's something I don't know if you but his thought age about or would not. not. That's so weird. Well, that's the, that's the thing here. See, people didn't like that he just appeared on the bench because they've established how this time travel works. Right. So he didn't stay in the past and just live to this moment. We know that. But it so makes uh, the I got a little confused there once one how he ended up on the bench and two his age progression if he went back to where she was the same age roughly then he would be a lot older than he looked like on the bench right well part of that is also he's got the super serum super right, soldier serum okay, so he- but still. He he lives at peak until death. So, in theory, he's got a longer lifespan than a normal human. But still, I mean, we she's she's dead. Or, yes, right in present time, and in, and had I mean, I don't know what year she died in because I don't know what years all these movies were. But I remember that happening, right. and he was in theory seventy years. Was it seventy years he was on ice? Yes, but he, they didn't go back right to the to then. They went back to 1970. I understand that, I, but I know. my I don't. So uh, the age he had to live thing. out another 50 years. He would be a hundred or so at least. Exactly. So sh- even if he went back to 1970, she was older than that. I'm so confused by the whole his age progression thing and where he went and how old she was versus yeah see that's well see, weird here's some here is something you you need to remember he had he would have to have left her before the real world started catching up because once like uh, what's her face Sharon Carter her niece right once she starts showing up and being around. Like, Captain America can't be there, otherwise that kind of impacts the way that time would flow even more. So, yeah, what the heck? I'm so, so, confused. So, at some point he exits, comes back. We don't know where he comes back to, but he does have to come back to one of those pads. And so, he has to come back, he probably comes back small, and then he knows when to be on that bench. So maybe while they were out doing their time heist, he showed up, walked away... And then let things play out and waited for them on the bench. It's totally something I could see happening. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's That's it's what, the yeah, one that, that, muddy spot of the movie. That is way because he was married to her. Yep. So, uh, yeah, and passing on the shield is confusing too. 
Oh, really? See, that, I well, love to that. him, that he passed it on to somebody that's not super. Right, but, nah. He's not been shot up with super serum. Right, he's not, he's not like Captain America. Right. But I feel like what he was trying to say in that moment was, it's not about your physical capability, it's about your heart. And Sam has shown... Oh, Sam has amazing heart. And that's what I think he was going for. Sam, being just a normal person, is really keeping up with these super people. And he does it with a clear heart and a clear conscience. And he's been following Captain America all this time. So it makes sense for him to be a worthy successor. Especially because Bucky probably would have said no, you know? Yeah. And I did love, in that moment, when he says goodbye to Bucky, Bucky clearly knows Captain's not coming back. Yep. Yeah, it was, it's not even subtle. He's like, you know, you, 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 you have a good life. <laughs> yeah. And Captain, I don't even think Captain at that point knew he was going to do this. And don't but... do anything stupid until I get back. <laughs> How can I? You're taking yeah, all the stupid, stupid with you. you. That I love yep. that. That was mm-hmm. great. That was, that was something you would say to your best friend. Oh, yeah. It's it's such a good bookend it, to their story. I really, yes. Because I could so see saying that. Or something really, similar. So, yeah. Go ahead. What, what really could have just cleaned up that whole last bit, though, is if he had come back exactly as they scheduled, but he just came back old. Yeah, it would have been a lot less convoluted, I think. Yeah. And it, I know why they didn't do that. It's just frustrating in a movie this good to have that at the end because in the moment you're like oh that's a great moment and then you're like wait a minute huh they were very clear about how their time travel worked why is he there why is he old what in the heck is going on here right (laughs) it was yeah that was a little that was a little messy for me a really uh yeah well as you can see well not really see but as you can hear i'm still it's like, but that didn't—that's the only—that didn't tie together nicely with a bow for me to understand what was. I mean, I got what happened clearly, but mm-hmm. not the how. So yeah, boy, there were a lot of people in this movie. <laughs> the when they went back to get the the stones in New York, such a lot of great stuff there. Hey, yes. hey, did hey, uh. Mr. Horses. Did uh, the one guy come back, you know, the one that was with um, What's-Her-Face, the witch girl? Vision? Yeah. No. Didn't think so. No, he wasn't taken out by the snap, and that was oh, the those right. were the only people that were brought back. That's right. Ugh. And Gamora and Black Widow wouldn't come back because they were traded for the Soul Stone. Well, but we got Gamora. Different Gamora, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> same Gamora, but different. Before she got killed by her dad. Well, and before she met and was changed by quill well, yeah that was so funny oh yeah. because you missed he the first knows, time got him both the second oh. he knows her but she don't know him really uh-huh. him she yeah she doesn't she thinks it's just absolutely ludicrous she would end up with him really him well it was either him or a tree <laughs> him, him or a tree <laughs> that was amazing but the the captain america in the elevator scene oh such a good scene that was so cool it mirrors the winter soldier scene so yes, well. I thought I've seen this. <laughs> and yeah, oh yeah, it's almost the same thing except you got the one toady dude in front. And what's really cool is what he did when he leaned over and said "Hail Hydra." Mm-hmm. Well, one obviously in universe he understands that they're Hydra, and so he's kind of saying, "Hey, I'm I'm on your side. You can trust right. me." But what's super cool about that is that there is that's actually an homage to the comics because at one point they had. This huge reveal that Captain America has been a sleeper Hydra agent for a long time. And I believe they ended up going back and saying, oh, no, that was a clone. We had the real Captain America. Uh, Yeah, I don't care. It was just a really cool way to take that, tip a hat to it, say, hey, look, this thing exists in the comics. Whatever, I just thought it was good because he knew stuff. And I don't really care about your comic version here (laughs) because I don't. I don't care. But... Importantly, when he fights off against his younger self, he actually isn't as good. You notice that? I did notice that. 
he didn't have the the drive or the focus of his younger self, the single minded like whatever exactly chutzpah <laughs> lets him get get over on other people. But he hasn't been doing nothing this whole time. He is a tactician, and so he knows his own brain goes to mush when he thinks of Bucky. He uses it. <laughs> yep, he sure does. Such oh, such a good that such was a good, good. moment. Because it would have been so easy for them to be like, oh yeah, old Cap obviously beats young Cap. Well, no, it doesn't. It makes more sense that the younger one, when all other things are equal, would win. Well, if I'm bored, so are the listeners. So, let's move on. (laughs) I didn't even talk that much about stuff there. Yeah, whatever. What did you think of Stark through this? Like, not, not the end, but like, early on. Okay, well, very early on, I liked him. He was very good with nebula which is very surprising mm-hmm. and then he um oh with his daughter with morgan mm-hmm. so sweet and i don't know if you remember but that was what he said they should name their kid in infinity war you have that oh. uncle morgan <laughs> he had a dream that Funny. they had a kid and they had a house by the lake and they named their kid morgan and she's no, like are you high <laughs> Well, that's even cooler. And they set up the the rescue armor that Pepper wears in the end. Yes. With the kids wearing that helmet. Right. And yeah, Morgan is just great. That was really his whole dad persona Mm -hmm. was amazing. And to to have Tony be that human was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and it's it's such a stark contrast between him and Captain America and Natasha because they have spent their time basically keeping the status quo, keeping their eyes open, trying to help people and right. being unable to let go. Whereas he said, no, I figured out what's important. My family is important. Right. And he, even when he figures out time travel, like you can tell he still has that inquisitive mind. He still of wants course. to understand things. And even when he figures it out, he's like, no, I can't do this. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't. And it takes Pepper. Oh, and that was that was a great moment because every movie before now, she has been angry at him when right. he chooses to be Iron Man. And finally, she's like, it sounds like you can do a lot of good. And it's the only thing I've ever failed at. So you have to do it. No kidding. I loved her supporting him. Finally, Me too. And then there at the end, she was there. Yeah. Oh, oh, and oh, I gotta tell you, ba- oh, that scene. Two things, Jarvis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that finding out that that was his dad's driver's name <laughs> was a really cool tie-in. Yeah, definitely was a really cool thing. And my other thought was, what's his driver guy's name? Why can't I come up with it? I can picture him. Happy, 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 happy Hogan. Happy there talking to Morgan at the end and, you know, buy her all the cheeseburgers she wants, whatever, whatever he says. And I think yep. to myself, I'm thinking, holy cow, I hope he's better with her than he was watching out for Peter Parker. <laughs> you know, that's my thought. I thought, oh, good. You're going to be her father figure. You're so helpful. But, uh,. <laughs> Well, I never thought that. That is amazing. That is my first thought. I saw him sitting there with her and talking to her. And and I mean, it was really it was a very sweet scene. But I thought, oh, my gosh, I've seen how you are with kids. (laughs) Great. Now, a cool thing there that they worked in is her little scene where she's like she wants cheeseburgers. Mm -hmm. It's a cool parallel because when... Stark first got back to the U.S., his first Iron Man experience, mm-hmm. he was like, I need a cheeseburger. Yes. So it's just kind of a cool little parallel they've got there. It's clear that sharing cheeseburgers was a thing between her and him. Yes. Or he made it important for her. It's... So it's just real cool. Oh. Hey, did you notice that the Iron Man 3 kid, uh, Harley? Har- Harvey? Wait, I wrote it down. Harley. He was there at his at at Stark's funeral. I didn't know who that was. 
Yeah, that's the kid from Iron Man 3. All right. Because I, I, remember, I remember going through it in the theater, and my brothers and I were all talking about, like, who was that kid? I, bet, I was like, I bet you that's got to be dude from Iron Man 3. That's the only person who would be by himself. Yeah, yeah that's what I was trying to figure it out. Yep, that, that's who that was, Harley. Because he knew him as the mechanic. <laughs> yes. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about the missiles. When Thanos time travels to the future yeah. and shoots missiles at the building. That's a lot of missiles. Nobody died. Now, the first one that hits, hits right in front of Ant-Man, essentially. Mm-hmm. He's fine. And now, I will say, I have, I, I watched for it this time and I've seen it slowed down. If you watch it in slow motion, you can literally see him shrinking from the moment of impact and he's starting to be thrown back. So he is literally already reacting which so it makes sense that he survives because an ant wouldn't get crushed by a building at all. Well, it, the but wind anyway. resistance would negate any of the the explosive force is essentially what it comes down to. Same reason if he fell from a plane he could shrink down to ant size and land safely. Okay. I'm going to let that go. Keep going. But yes, everyone else also survives without I mean really no any... broken bones. Nobody right. broke anything. They're out there fighting 5 minutes later. Rocket couldn't breathe. Yeah, he was he was being crushed. And really cool detail that they worked in is Rhodey saying the canopy thing. Yeah. Because the when he got hurt, it was because he couldn't get out of the armor. He had no control. So it makes 100% sense that Stark would build in something for him to be able to get out. Yes. Which is super awesome and consistent. And then you have... Ant-Man who saves those three as Hulk is getting crushed because he only has the one arm. Right. But yeah, yeah uh, I mean, even even normal Hawkeye survives. Yep. Like, okay. And then is able to run around carrying the gauntlet. Yeah. I Once, once we've established that everyone survives, I have no problem with it playing out the way it did. But if everyone survives a missile attack on a complex that... Yep. Literally levels the oh, building. Come on, they got a few scratches. They're fine. <laughs> Leveled the building, turned the basement into a swimming pool. Everybody's fine. <laughs> Everybody's fine. It's all good. So, so the the everyone survives missiles is my second potential physics moment. I gotta tell you, I did love that they had Ant Man ginormous himself to save everybody. Oh, yeah. That was cool. That was a cool moment. Enjoyed it. That was an excellent use. Because I it's... did not thought, what's he going to do? <laughs> He's all running down there ant-like, and then, oh, okay. That was, yeah. So, yeah, that was, a, that, was a good mo- that was a nice moment for me. I enjoyed it. And I'm just going to go ahead and put my other potential physics moment out there, just because I think it's a weird one. It's when Thor calls the, the hammer and the axe to his hands, calls all the lightning to himself, and it braids his beard. Yeah, that was good. Hey, that was that's so good. weird. You know, you know. But I have to give the movie lightning props. Lightning strikes you. Your hair goes in all crazy directions. Apparently, it you know had a plan on his face. I do have to give the movie props because that would have been an easy moment in the movie to be like, oh wait, he's found his power again. We're gonna we're gonna sexy him up again. We're gonna just make all the all the fat fall off, and he's just gonna be sexy Thor again. They didn't do that. I'm no, so glad trucker. they stuck with it. Yeah. Well, that lightning <laughs> could have melted some of it. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't do that. And if that, that because works, that's an easy I'm just saying, out. I can use yeah, some. If that worked, I would stick my finger in a socket right now. Oh, what that smells like? <laughs> it, like a it doesn't barbecue? Work. I, I hear it smells like really oily meat. Hmm. I've actually shocked myself a few times at work because... There's a few places that if you hit a button while you're touching a certain part of the forklift, like a current literally will run through you. Oh, nice. And yeah, I pretty sure that's not that's not a feature, that's a flaw. <laughs> thankfully, I'm not clenching both things or else I'd probably never get off of it, but it jerks my body so my finger comes off the button, thankfully. But then, but then yeah. we have the best moment the most triumphant moment in the whole movie when everyone shows up and you get the mirror again another mirror moment of 
Hawk or not Hawkeye, Falcon saying on your left. Uh-huh. And you've got you've got Wakanda coming out and you've got him flying out and then you got all the portals opening and just the slow reveal of everyone. There's a that... lot of everyone. Oh man. There was a so, lot. I mean, even without the hordes of the, the the hordes of people that from Wakanda and Asgard and probably I think they were trying to say that uh I don't know. There's a lot of people. Ravagers were in there as well. Oh yeah, but... maybe so. There was a lot of people. It's a lot. But even not considering that, there are so many people. Where did all these Avengers come from? There's a bazillion. Oh yeah, and you have you have the sorcerers, you have the Wakandans, and you have the Asgardians, and I'm pretty sure there were at least a few Ravager ships in there. Probably. That was a lot. But whole yeah, lot. I mean, it's Captain America versus an army, and then Captain America has an army. Yeah, it was pr- it was it was pretty cool, but it was like, and there's more. And there's yeah. more. Wait, who <laughs> are those everyone? people? <laughs> oh, there's more. Wait a minute. And there's more. I thought there were eight. Now there's 312. <laughs> and Doctor Strange is like, is that everyone? Wong, you wanted more? <laughs> yeah, that was I that was funny. Wong had an awesome moment as well because when when Thanos yells to rain fire just to sh- shoot everybody, yes, Wong is the first one we see that raises a shield, and the sorcerers around him quickly mirror him. They do. I noticed that. Oh. It was such a good moment. I have another thing we should talk about. Yeah, bring it up. Um, The all-powerful one, whatever, I don't remember. I don't remember her name. But when Banner- Captain Marvel. What? Marvel? No, no, no. When Ka- when Banner goes to get the Time Stone. Oh, Ancient One. The Ancient One. The all-powerful Ancient. Whatever. The old lady. There you go. <laughs> um, The weird bald lady. Uh-huh. When he- And she does her weird thing where she pushes him out of himself. And then they have a chat. Uh-huh. That was really cool. That once he talked to her and they talked on a very intelligent level mm-hmm. that she just handed over the stone. It's also really cool that Banner Bulk makes this whole speech about how he he took some time, he kind of interlocked the Hulk with himself, so he put the brains with the brawn. Right. But when she pushes his astral form out of him, it's not the combined version. It's no, just, just Banner. Banner. And I think that is... A clue. They they may not actually be thinking this way, but story wise, I think that's actually a clue that Banner hasn't actually fully assimilated with the Hulk. He's just found a way to be himself in the Hulk form. The Hulk persona is still there because he still sees himself as Banner, not as right. this combined person. So I think his whole cheery persona, all of it, is just a way for him trying to cope with everything and he doesn't he hasn't quite made peace with that other part of himself like he's trying to say he has i think you're overthinking i i hope that they actually pay something like that off in the future because they've done this before in the comics where banner and hulk banner gets full control of the hulk side of him here we are back in the comics and they always come back to oh no that actually wasn't it was just sort of another persona or another thing he put together to create it's his mind breaking more and it's it's a cool thing don't worry i can silence all that out nobody will ever know (laughs) (laughs) it's just a cool thing that they could explore down the line if they want did you say something i stopped i i did like i did like when he relaxes and is just talking with her he just sort of naturally reaches out because he doesn't have any training in the mystic arts but he still manages to manifest that version of the time stone for her visual again yes which is cool and another thing they could be setting up for payoff later but i doubt they will but it's just kind of cool that when he relaxes he doesn't go into the whole oh magic is silly he's he's like oh no it's the thing that's happening and hey look i do it too (laughs) okay i'm done with that i'm tired i'm done do we have anything else we need to talk about i did see one thing I did see one thing. I don't know if you saw it. I'd never seen it until this time through. But there were a couple times I saw a portal open in front of one of those big flying things. And they were being flown to another place. They were like 
their momentum was carrying them through a portal somewhere else. I was like, that's super clever. I'd never seen that before. I don't know what you're talking about. Like the the wizards can do, the sorcerers can open those portals right. to other places. The big flying, you called them the cater- flying caterpillars? Uh, no, they're worse than that. They're centipedes. Ew. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> but but I saw I saw a portal with one halfway through it already. Interesting. And the portal was to like darkness. So I either out into space or another yeah. place. It was just a cool thing I'd never seen before. Interesting. I no, I did not notice at all. Oh, and last thing we got to talk about is Black Widow. We haven't talked oh, about her yet at all. She is. She's the superhero moment. I think so. I think Black Widow definitely gets the superhero moment because... She sacrificed herself for everybody. Yeah. And and wouldn't let Haw- Hawkeye... Yeah. Wouldn't let Hawkeye go and leave his family. Yeah. It's it's not just that she sacrificed herself. That's that's the, the moment. But the reason that moment stands out for me, as opposed to, like, Iron Man or Captain America or any of the other good moments as mm-hmm. well that are good hero moments, the reason she stands out is because right from the beginning, she is she is holding the hope, essentially, for everyone. Yes. And any time there is a chance, she is the first one on it, like, we have to do this. We have to try. We have to go. Yes. Or when everything's fallen apart, and they bring up, you know, the, the earthquake. She's like, what are we doing? Do we have people on that? And they're like, no, it's it's an earthquake. We just, we let it yeah. happen. She goes, all right, well, keep me informed. We If there's anything else, like, and she just naturally steps in and takes over because she knows the job needs to be done still. Yes. And what she says to Captain America, how how that job, when she became an Avenger, it was the first time she felt she was doing something right. We've seen this worry in her through all these movies mm-hmm. that is she making the right choice? Is she just following another bad path? And she finally feels that she's doing something right in a weird way. I think it's almost scary for her to consider not being in that center position anymore. But at the same time, she's like, this is important for everyone. Yes. And so she's like, she doesn't even flinch when it comes time to sacrifice someone. She's like, we know what needs to be done. And, and it has to be done. And I've been trying to get here for five years. I'm going to do this. Yes. <laughs> and she engineers the moment so that she can. Literally latches him to the wall Absolutely. and pushes away. Oh. And it's, oh it's my such gosh. a good moment. And it, such a sad moment. Oh, it was heartbreaking. Because you know at least part of the reason she felt it had to be her wasn't just because she could carry that responsibility. It's because there was no one tying her down. Yeah. She had no anchor point other than the people that she loved and cared about, like the Avengers people, right. to come home, to, to need her right. to come home. In doing this, she was serving them better than coming home would be. Oh, she's heartbreaking still. Yeah. It's such a it's such a more heartbreaking moment than when Gamora died there. Like, when Gamora right. died, it was horrible because it's like this is the culmination of a horribly abusive relationship right oh and when when black widow dies there it shows yes she made the choice she chose to give everyone this opportunity Ugh. yes Ugh. and on that super high note mm. i think we've covered everything this movie takes you through tons of emotions i mean it really if you're a person to really get into a movie and 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 build with the characters if you will this movie will take you on a journey it will (laughs) i i uh really really enjoyed this one Next time on Saga of the Stones, Spider-Man Far From Home. And we're actually not going to watch the trailer for the next one. Okay. So I'll, I'll put this at the end. But we, Spider-Man Far From Home is next. And oh, it's the final. Spider-Man. Oh. It's the final movie in the Infinity Saga. Because it deals basically with the aftermath of And then Endgame. we're done. And then we're moving on to something new. We might do a couple interstitial things. But yeah, that's. 
that's going to be the end of this first season of Cinematic Sagas. And I'm excited to, to what's coming up next. I've got some ideas. Oh, Lord, that's scary. But I think until then, I've been Chris. And I am Iron Man. And I am Inevitable. You're something. Thanks for listening to Cinematic Sagas, a part of the As If You Didn't Know network. Episodes release every other Wednesday. That jaunty tune you hear is Comic Hero by Kevin McLeod, and he's used under the Creative Commons license. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. We would love to hear from you, so send emails to saga at asifydk.com, our Twitter and Instagram handles, asifydk, and our website, asifydk.com. That's the words as, if, and the letters Y, D, K. See you there.